With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Well, everyone, this is Humanity Matters Podcast, and it's a sub-series, The Philosopher's Stone, and this is episode four. And, of course... My resident co-host, and quite frankly, let's just say he's the other host. We're two hosts, okay? It's the one, it's the only, the man who always gets his satisfaction. I'll be a little low-key tonight. The man who gets his satisfaction all the time and told Mick Jagger what to do, Jack Baxter. (laughs) How you doing, Jack? Outstanding, Al. Outstanding. Very good evening. Well, Jack, before we get into the normal uh, Philosopher's Stone, i got to tell you something that has been irking me for about two weeks now. So I'm going to tell you and all the future listeners a nice little story that happens to be true. And you can give comment on it after I'm done. And then I want to talk about the supernatural the spiritual, the paranormal, whatever you want to call it, Uh, my experiences with the quote-unquote other side and or ghost, that will be segment two, and I'd like to hear what experiences in your life you may have had. But first, got to talk to you about, above all things, I have to talk to you about blood. Yes, blood, ladies and gentlemen. Red blood. (laughs) Oy, oy, oy. Well, how do I put it? I, well, first of all, let me tell you a little something, something about the newer Albert Tercasso. Because of Father God and Jesus, and yes, I believe in a God, and I believe in Jesus, and I also believe more spiritual than, I'm more spiritual than religious, uh, but that's another podcast. However, that said, I believe that both, Ivan and Jack, and of course Montez Moss, you know, Ivan Harris Sr., Jack Baxter, and Montez Moss, and of course, through video, other other um, motivational speakers, but specifically Earl Nightingale. Well, because of Jack and Ivan, and Earl, Ivan, and Jack, what happened to me today didn't keep me from moving forward. It could easily have kept me from moving forward. So let's just go ahead and quit being too long-winded. I called up the company that had taken my blood for a blood test, a cholesterol and lipids test. And once again, I called up to complain because in addition to their incompetence in the loss of my blood test. Yes, you heard me right. They lost my blood work and test. In addition to that, 
and them having no record of me ever going at all, no sign-in sheet, which I did sign, no billing. It's as if I was the invisible man and actually never had gone for this test. Well, in addition to all of that, when you walk into this office that you go to get any kind of lab test, you have to show them your medical card of whatever it is. And I I don't remember if they make you show them your license or not, but they certainly take a copy of your medical insurance, quote, unquote, billing information. All right, well, that doesn't seem abnormal, and it's not. But you also have a sign-in sheet. Well, to make a long story slightly shorter, I signed in, and I also gave them my, you know, insurance card, and they made a copy of it. Well... All of a sudden, on Monday, I received a bill for the blood work that I had on October the 5th. And I'm thinking, okay, why am I getting a bill when I gave you the information? Sure enough, I called up the company to complain about this matter, which was a totally different test. So I complained about this matter. And so they they took the invoice number the billing number, and they said they're going to fix it. But in the same call, I am in, I'm still working on being a detective to find out what happened to my blood. So this is the deal. Over the last month, I have been not feeling all that great. As a matter of fact, my voice is still not where it needs to be in terms of where it used to be. However... You have to understand that since September the 9th, 2016, or 2016, I had, in one month's time, four separate dates where I had blood work drawn for different things. So to let you understand exactly what I'm getting at, what happened was when we went to the blood work I had gone and gotten blood work on the about the 9th of September. I had gotten blood work on the 20th of September. I had gotten the missing blood cholesterol test somewhere after the 21st and before October the 5th. And so then I walked in to see my, my nurse, okay, which was on October the 5th. And in the process, and in between time, I had gotten a letter from my doctor saying, you need to get your lipids and, and cholesterol. And I thought to myself, well, I don't know what they're thinking. I already have done that. Well, at any rate, on October the 5th, I was at the nurse. And before I leave, I go into the waiting room. I'm ready to go. And Annette comes out, and she says, they want you to get your cholesterol. And I looked at her like, okay, you should know that I already took that. And I wasn't too pleased with her. So I went back there again, and I said, hey, I already took this, already took this work. And to not really get into it too, too long, this is what's going on. I am literally left with my blood for my cholesterol test literally we don't know what happened to it. We don't know if there was an accident and it got 
destroyed. We don't know if they misplaced it, mislabeled it. We don't know if they threw it away. And I have to start now worrying, well, not worrying, but wondering, because of other things they said that I'll tell you. But now I have to wonder if, in fact, my blood, for whatever bizarre, off-the-wall reason, may have actually been stolen. Uh, Because here's the thing. Not only do they not know what date I went to get the first cholesterol test, they have zero record of any billing, any sign-in, of me ever even existing there. So, okay, you might think, well, yeah, that's pretty bad. But it gets worse. I was on the phone with them, as I said earlier. Now they're trying to tell me they don't have any men or male phlebotomists, and there's no man that worked there or was a substitute. So we have a mystery, literally have, literally have a missing mystery man who took my blood cholesterol test, or what we think was that, and we don't even know what he really took because he is missing, and they said that he didn't even work there. So that being said, then in addition, they tried to claim that the woman who's always there didn't work there. So as of Thursday, which is tomorrow, I will be going physically back to this office, finding out this woman's name, because then they tried to say she never worked there, which, of course, she did, and she has. But this is the thing. You might be thinking, well, why am I mentioning this? This is the weirdest thing I have ever, well, one of the weirdest things that's ever happened to me. And it would, I would like to know from anyone other than Jack, we have one other person in here, you know, what people's thoughts are on the fact that not only is the blood missing, they're saying the guy didn't even exist. Um, and thank goodness Annette was there as my witness. But none of this makes any sense to me. And so with that, Jack, I have blood missing for three weeks. I have no idea where it is. And, and frankly, I don't even know if another patient may have gotten results, incorrect results. I don't know if my blood was stolen. So uh, Jack and one other person is here. But Jack, what are your thoughts on this very weird, bizarre mystery? Well, Ivan, I mean, Ivan, I'm not Ivan, but that's all right. I'm Albert, but that's all right. I apologize. All right, there's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) Al, for sure, what it comes down to is this. Uh, Who knows in regards to the total dynamics as far as what happened? Mm -hmm. One thing you did well, and this is the philosopher Stone Hour, so we're going to talk a little philosophy in regards to your situation. Go for it. Okay, uh, you took, you didn't let it ruin your whole day as you indicated early on. It could have ruined your whole day, but based on let's say our association, our relationship, and with Ivan and so forth, we've been working with you. You're taking things from a different perspective. In fact, there might have been a time this whole thing would have made you sick, or yeah. you would have gotten just totally burnt out and lost a lot of force. Life is full of situations that are constantly trying to take our force. And we have to anticipate all these things happening before they happen. It's just I mean, you don't expect that to happen. 
when I was in the hospital a year ago, just to tell you about how things happened, uh, there was a there was a, an intern there. He worked there, and he was he was playing with people's blood. Oh my! In fact, yeah, he was injecting. I think they said he was injecting the AIDS virus, and oh he was doing other things to the blood. Fortunately for me. I didn't need any blood. My transfusion was based on my, my blood or something to that effect. Somebody in my family gave blood. But the point being made is that that was happening while I was in the hospital. And had I needed blood, it could have, I, could, I could have been a victim. Yes, you could have been. Now, why did these, why these things happen? Because they happen. This is the kind of place where you have to be on your P's and Q's and... Even when you're on your best, it still happens. Oh yeah. But you, well, what you did was, I mean, it it it, it had you concerned. Obviously, that's in, that goes with the territory. You should be concerned, and you should hold their feet to the fire until they figure this thing out. And they like to yeah. have a witness to the effect, and 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 uh, and really, I, I mean, just if you can prove that it was done, there's there's a there's a there's a legal aspect there also. There is. You know. So the point is, is that. What did what does Al do now? Okay, you keep your head and you don't get too immersed in the situation. Okay, it, it is a problem, but you don't become the problem. Right. You sure as heck don't stress behind it because stress is not going to change it one order. You keep a clear head and work within the parameters you have to work with and get the results you have to get. And in the future, you try to do something a little bit different. If that happens, you maybe bring more questions to the table. You know, it's amazing. You know, here's something that's really relatively simple, but it happens all the time. You ever go to a place and you order food and that's for takeout and you get home and it's not what you had anticipated and not what you ordered? Yep. Okay. I mean, what is that all about? I mean, again, you, you took the order down mm-hmm. uh, and everything, and now I get home, and now the food is not what I ordered. Exactly. Or something's missing. Now, how does how do you deal with that? Well, you open the bag and look and make sure you got your food. Now, it's a step that you don't want to make or take, and that's a small comparison to what you're doing, but I'm saying these things happen, oh, big yeah. and small. So I could fly off the handle and get up, burn out, you know, as it happened to me to, to get home, and I said, oh, man, I'm so upset, blah, 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 blah. Oh, is that going to change anything? No. If it changed, I would go there, but it's not going to, yeah, it will change. The thing's going to get worse. My blood pressure will probably go up. I could get sick, whatever. Yep. I could not be watching. I could trip. I mean, anything. But for the fact I keep my head, I've got a chance to resolve the situation, make sure that that's on me. I can't expect, I, you know, I would like to expect people to do what they're supposed to do, a company right. to do what they're supposed to do, but the bottom line, it, 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 it's on Jack. That's what it comes down to. So now this was a valuable lesson for you. I would definitely look at to the fullest extent as far as what happened. I would not let this go easy by no means. I would put your feet to the fire. But, again, you do the right thing by keeping everything in perspective, okay, and not losing a lot of force and getting sick behind this whole thing because you can get sick behind some, but it's not going to change anything. You know, fortunately, right. you can't contaminate the blood and put it back in your body, okay? So the worst-case scenario, hey, 
you know, let's say you just donated some blood and didn't yeah. pay for it. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. <laughs> and that's it. It's simplified. No, you can go home. You know, I mean, you know, you work it out. You get to the hospital. And you find out what, and make sure it don't happen again, and so forth, and all the rest. Like I say, you talk to your attorney if you want to go that far. But the point is, is that you learn from this situation. Life is an ongoing test. Mm-hmm. We are here in preparation for what's beyond this life. All this stuff, it just happens all the time. And you know what? It's supposed to happen. This is not, these things are not the exception. These are the rules. We don't want to accept that, though. We like to call, oh, it's just an accident. It won't happen. No, 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 no. Accidents happen all the time. All the time. Every single day they happen. Uh, And people die from even. That's right. There is a law called the law of accidents. Mm -hmm. It's a law. It is a law, man. It's going to happen. The law of accidents. So how do you separate from that law? By being more present. Okay, but be but be more attentive in regards to your environment. You know, again, I was uh, many years ago. I was driving, and I was on my game. In fact, I was coming home from my mother's funeral. Okay, this was about oh eight years ago or so, and it was just storming. I had to buy, had to drive back to Jersey and so forth, and you know, and everything and. Had folks with me and the whole nine yards, and oh, yeah. went there. And you know, and on the way back, when we went there, there was thunderstorm, tornadoes, the whole nine yards. Seemed like we were missing. And on the way back, uh, something on the way when I was getting on the road, something said, "Jack, you better be on your game because there's going to be things that are could pop up." I mean, the storm; these storms are still going on. So you know what? I was on my game 100 percent. And in the middle of the night, around 2 o'clock in the morning, I was on the highway. It was raining like crazy. And a gigantic fox come running across the highway. And I slowed down. Oh, my. And jerked. You know, but if I hadn't been one, I would have hit the fox. And then about another 150 miles down the road, there was a cow crossing the road. If I was not aware of present, I would have been a victim of the law of accident. Oh, my goodness. See? We have a choice. We have a choice. But see, it's unfortunate. Most of the times we want to be lazy. We don't want to work anymore. We don't want to push the brain anymore. We want it to be easy. We want things to be, oh, I don't want to deal with that. Okay, guess what? Welcome to planet Earth because this ain't the game, buddy. You better get with the program. And it's becoming more intense all the time. I believe it. So now in the future, when you go, you're going to make sure everything is lined up. You're going to ask the questions. You're going to see who's who. You're not going to make any no, assumptions. I'm, I'm, the bottom line is, guess what? If it happens again, this time it's on them. But if it happens again, it's on you. Well, so, I'll you know, tell you this. Number one, it ain't going to happen. It is not going to happen again. And I'm actually, when you have some free time off the air, sometime with, or I may ask you or... Uh, Ivan, because one of the things is I am considering an attorney, and I'll tell you why. They had um, the company actually filed a report, and I even disputed, the, and I appealed the report, because in the report they were claiming that essentially these employees didn't even work, and I mean work there, and 
forget for a minute that what implications that could mean. I take this whole matter as an affront and an actual insult and very offensive because I've been portrayed essentially as being forgetful and actually almost incompetent. Now, the thing that they don't understand and that many people around the earth, frankly, don't understand about me, Albert Tercasso, not speaking in the third person, but well, they don't know, Jack, and I know that you know and Ivan knows, but they don't know. I'm very meticulous about everything. So what happened with this last month, every time I would have blood work, I would actually look at what these tests are, what are they, what is the point of them. I also ask my doctors all the time, I don't care if it's a, a toenail, okay, obviously it's not. But uh, what had happened was I had, earlier in the month of September, they said that I had bronchitis. So they gave me what they call, a, I guess, a sinus type in bronchitis, bronchitis kind of set of tests, battery of blood work. And I forget the other one. It had something to do with something else. I think it had liver or kidney. Okay, because I take, um, unfortunately, I take one of these uh, statin drugs to keep my cholesterol lower. And so they had a separate one. I forget what it was about. But that had happened earlier. So what happened with this cholesterol test, I was supposed to fast for at least 12 hours. Well, I ended up fasting for 15 hours. But the thing that that really got to me the most, not even the, the actual loss of the blood. I mean, that's bad enough. That's potentially dangerous. But when you try to say to me that I don't know what I am talking about, let me tell you one thing about me. I'm a lot like you, Jack. They're going to respect me. And for them to say to me that I'm mistaken, I said, excuse me? I told them, I said, listen, I'll tell you what the some of the blood work was for, and I was right. And they unfortunately had to admit it that, that I was right about the other work. And the thing that really gets to me is when they come back in their written report to the insurance company is what, what they did, what they had done, is they actually denied both these workers even work there. And so I'm just thinking at this point, I will tell you this, I have a business that I've been in previously that is a driver's protection and roadside business. But one of the things they also offer is a free consultation with an attorney. And I'm seriously considering that because not only are they telling me that these people don't work there, they can't find my blood, but in addition to all that, it's like, one minute they're taking my information, my medical information, and they're still billing me, which means I think the whole organization, there, there needs to be an investigation there because something is not right in that office. When you have every aspect or three or four aspects of the um, the business not being functioning right, that that's very frightening. But... I will tell you this much, Jack, there's no way 
I'm going to this company for blood work again unless I'm forced to because my insurance won't pay for anything else. But I can tell you this, if I do go back there, I'm going to be like a military drill sergeant. <laughs> it's like, you well, better you do this sucker, right? You know, you know what I mean? I'll be but you know what I mean. But, Absolutely. I mean, but to, to me, I think it's insane. Personally, I think it's totally insane. Well, you know, guess what? There's a lot of things that are insane. But, but let me Quite say something insane. about you and Ivan, though. You know, I could have let this get to me. Okay, let me tell you what I ended up doing after that call. After that call, I was like, man, they ought to blah, 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 <laughs> you know? And then I said, wait a minute. I don't have time for these these people trying to stop me. They're not going to roadblock me. So I had gone into my documents. I created flyers for, created and updated flyers for all three of my businesses, which I know we're not going to talk about here, but but I did something. Now, what I bring that up for on the Philosopher's Stone is it is relevant. About two and a half months ago, before, or three months ago, before meeting Ivan and you and listening to Earl Nightingale, this thing, like you said, it could have made me sick, but it certainly would have had me upset for a few more days. But I look at it as I know that eventually something is going to come out of this. And I don't expect, honestly, with their incompetence, or at least apparent incompetence, I don't think we're ever going to find out what happened to that blood. I think that blood is is like a raindrop. It just disappeared and dried up. (laughs) But, you know, it is what it is. But I can assure you one thing. When I'm done, whether I take an attorney or not, when I'm done, Whoever's in charge of that place won't be making this mistake again. And I don't say that in a threatening way. One thing I will announce here without any kind of hesitation is I've been in my life, I've been in court for different things, and I've helped people. I've been to court 17 times. I've never taken a class in law, by the way. 17 out of 17, I've never lost a case, ever. I'm 17 and 0. So what I would say to them is either they fix this or they have a major problem on their hands because you cannot tell somebody they didn't even go into the office when you have other mechanisms. But uh, all that said, I'm going to go into a different segment. Uh, If you have completed your thoughts on this, I certainly have. But I will say one thing. One thing I will advise to guest four and Central Colorado and everybody that ever hears this, and I'm not kidding, I don't care if you are in a hospital setting, if you are prescribed medicine, you are taken to get lab tests, x-rays, also known as radiographs, any kind of testing, you or your loved ones need to be on your game times 10 at all times because these things do happen. And I was lucky in my case. All all that it was was a blood cholesterol test. It was not an injection. It was draining of the blood. However, keep in mind, if I was receiving an injection for some kind of medicine or if I was taking a blood transfusion, 
and this happened, we all know it could kill you. It could kill you. Also, there are literally hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of medical mistakes, malpractices, and or deaths around the globe and in America every year. So one one strong piece of advice is even if a doctor prescribes a quote-unquote regular medicine, this is my advice. Ask what it's for, what the side effects are, and do what I do. I get the prescription from the the doctor. I ask the questions. But you know what I always do, ladies and gentlemen, of the building, I mean, of the podcast? When I get to the pharmacy, I ask, number one, once again, what are the side effects? And number two, and this is where you need to heed these words, could there possibly be any, any interactions between the medicines that I have and what my doctor has prescribed. Now, let me tell you something. In my life, yes, I have had a situation where had I taken that medicine that was prescribed, let's just say I could have been very sick or deceased. So what I'm saying to you is check all the time. And also, if you are an inpatient or even an outpatient, patient. Any procedures you do in a doctor's office, a dental office, a hospital, you name it. Ask questions. Don't be afraid. Get information because, ladies and gentlemen, your lives could be ended. And I know that Jack probably concurs with me on that, but I'm going to officially ask him, what's your thoughts on what I have just said on that, Jack? Well, again, I think... uh... I think you're right on point. Uh, I want to make a. I want to reflect just a little bit in regards to your actions a little further, as far as what you were able to do. Um, we can't, you know. The name of the game while we're down here on this planet is to conserve as much energy as we can, right, at all times. And for the fact you conserve your energy you were able to get some things done. Oh, yeah. That previously, excuse me, would not have gotten done because you took, let's say, a different perspective. As you say, listen to Earl Nightingale, listen to Ivan and and myself and the other gentleman, I can't recall his name, but the point is, is that you've taken a different direction. Oh, yes. Now, is it easy to take your chance to take the good on the path you went? No. It's easy to be all upset and get worried and, and lose a lot of force. That's the easy route to go because it requires no effort. So if you to put things in perspective and, you know, summarize everything that happened, looking at the big picture, now you save energy. And I'll tell you something. When you save energy, you save your health. Oh, Yeah. You see, when we get, a lot of times we get sick because we all expend the energy. You take a very negative person. That person is pretty much a basket case. He's probably on a lot of, if he's a young person, probably not yet, but it's going to catch up with him. Oh, yeah. So what you did was you took a situation that could have gone really bad, 
And previously, it would have gone bad. Yeah. But you put yourself in a position to see, hey, listen, these things happen. You say, okay, that that blood is gone. I mean, you know, I'm not going to, they can't infect me with it. I mean, I don't like what happened. I'm going to pursue it. Mm-hmm. I'm having to go, but that's, that is done. Now let's move on. Yes, that's, that's exactly it. So that's kudos to you. That's congrats to you oh, for taking, as we say, the high road. Thanks. I appreciate okay. it. The high road. Absolutely. Well, Jack, let me, before we go into our our ghost uh, segment, and I'll tell you some real ghost stories that happened to me, and hopefully you'll throw some in. We're coming up on 25 more minutes, so I, I won't take too long, but one of the things I want to say to you personally, and unfortunately, uh, obviously, Ivan, or Montez isn't here. Maybe you could get word to Ivan. It would come from you, coming from you, it would be stronger than I think coming from me. But um, I'll tell you one reason why these changes have happened is I've also been able to objectively, almost like, how do I put this, almost like I'm out of my own body at times, and look at the situation, and I said to myself, look, you are in a situation with, Three opportunities that are life-altering, and especially one. And and I'm sorry, but there's one that we won't talk about it because it's about business. But let me just say that it's the biggest priority for me, and it deals with a video gaming industry. Well, we won't talk about the rest of it, but I had to say that. And I said to myself, when this went on earlier, I said, they're not going to stop me. They're just, I'm not going to lose out on this. And then I thought about the three of you. I thought about, well, really four, Montez and included, and, of course, um, Earl. I thought about Ivan and you. I said, well, would they let themselves be stopped? Not if they can help it. And so that's why I said no. Now, in addition to this podcast and what I had done with those flyers, I've done other things, putting up some videos and yada, yada, yada. But it's almost as if what happened didn't even happen. But here's the other thing. I'm also blessed because I can really look at what is real and what, I mean, what has happened and what hasn't. And what I'll say is, we cannot change the past at all. We can't even change the last second. It is gone forever. As soon as this moment goes, it's gone. You have your present, you have your future, and one could argue there's really only a past and a future and technically not even a present because it's gone so quickly. So what I'll say to everybody listening is this. You are going to have tragedies. You are going to be hit harder than you can ever imagine throughout your entire life through things that you would never expect to happen. And the toughest people, if you ever decide to be a visionary and get into an affiliate company or or any company at all, if you want to sell Tostitos from a truck. Some of your toughest 
harshest, heartbreaking uh, roadblocks are going to come from your family and your so-called friends. I throw that at you not to be negative. Actually, it's to be positive. Because let me tell you, your family and your friends are misguided when they do that. I think they're being hit by Satan, evil, the evil force, whatever. But I also want to say they still love you, but you have to be a lot like Ivan, Jack, and Earl Nightingale, and hopefully now starting to be like me. When you get slammed so hard you want to cry, this is what I want you to do. Literally want you to say to yourself, look, I can let the past control my future, or I can say, look, if it happens that we get justice, we do. If it happens that we don't get justice, we don't. But what we will get, what we demand to get, and will not take any no's for an answer, is in fact our winning victories. We will have our victory. And I don't know what it is for you that would be considered your victory. You will get your victory. For me, it's going to be when I succeed in these organizations I'm in. And when I succeed in helping literally thousands and millions of people change their lives. But nobody on earth, nothing that happens externally, internally, mentally, physically, these chumps are not going to stop me. I'm sorry for using the word chump. But if they think they can stop me, they may take my blood. They may try to take my life. They may try to take my mind. But they will never stop me. And I want you to know that. And you must never stop. And I am so proud to know people like Ivan and Jack. Because Jack won't share these things with you. But I know for a fact he's gone through some stuff. He's been thrown around. He had to fight, literally, I bet you, a lot of times. And to to have him on this call is astounding to me. So I just want to personally thank you, Jack, for everything. And personally, thank Ivan. And I know a lot of people probably don't grasp exactly what it means. So I'll let them know. These guys can change your life, period. And like I said, they're going to mess with me. Life is going to mess with me. I promise you that. And the more success I get, the harder I'm going to get slammed. I can guarantee you that. Because I'm trying real hard to change the lives of everybody who hears my voice. And we'll get into that possibly in a different type of podcast. But I promise you, nobody on earth is going to stop this man unless unless there are only two people, two entities, God or myself, and that's it. All the other people, well, I'm sorry. But I got to do it my way. Forget about it up in here. <laughs> With that, Jack, I just had to throw that out there. But, uh, you know, we got. I took a 
way too long. I apologize. Jack, here's the deal. I can easily tell my scary, interesting ghost stories, but why don't you open up with one of your ghost stories or whatever you want to call it, spiritual, other side, and then I'll throw in one of mine that uh, will not actually be about that woman. I'll come out with something totally different. But let's let's throw the airwaves to you, and I will remain silent. Well, my friend, Al, I just want to reflect on what you said real quick because it's pretty important in regards to your resolve towards victory. The reason you will be successful is because you anticipate adversity, as you say, before adversity gets there, before it shows up. It's unfortunate most of us on this planet, we set a goal and we don't see the opposition. We don't see adversity coming up. Therefore, we become, we get what's called sack. We get set back. We want to quit. We throw our hands in the air and say, why is God doing this to me? Well, this is the place we live. It's supposed to happen this way. You're supposed to have adversity. You're supposed to have things go wrong. Some folks say, well, gee, gee, well, that's negative. No, it's not negative. That's practical. That's the way life is. Do you want to live in a dream or do you want to wake up? You know, it's a funny song back in the day when I was a youngster, and I didn't realize how strange the song was until I got older. It called about to talk about row, row, row your boat. The old song, row, row, row your boat gently down the street. Merrily, 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 your life is but a dream. Wow. Think about that. I mean, roll your road down the stream. Gently, your life is but a dream. Do you want your life to be a dream or do you want your life to be reality? When you face up to the fact that things are going to go wrong, and that's okay, and you're not going to be denied, you're going to keep on pushing no matter what. That's living. Life is only real then when you are, and then you are. That's when you're living. So I had to make that comment in regards to what you just said, which is pretty powerful. Now, in regards to ghosts and spirits, my goodness, Halloween is right around the corner. And uh, a lot of folks don't believe these things even exist. But they do. They live in this incredible universe, this incredible time, and all this incredible planet. I mean, all these things are there. You know, I can relate to things Let's say people don't think dreams are real. They think dreams are just uh, something that just happens. Dreams are very real. I'll tell you about this one dream, and this is in regards to I was riding, I was take, I don't ride a bike, but for whatever reason, in this dream, I was, just, I was riding a bike down the street in Denver called Colfax. And I was looked at my tire, and I noticed that I didn't have much air. So I'm trying to find a gas station, someplace where there's air. So I come down to the street, which I'm familiar with, on Logan, and there's a cafe there. Now, there's no cafe there in real life, but in this dream, there's a cafe there. And it's an outdoor, and I pull my bike into this cafe, and I I uh, start asking folks, said, you know, there's a gas station, and nobody seems to have any answers. So I proceed to sit down and get some rest. I have this strange little creature come up to me. He's about five, oh, I'm six, four and a half. He's about five, seven, five, maybe a little shorter, maybe five, five. And I look at him as he approaches me, and I notice he has very red eyes, and they're sharp, and he has very sharp teeth. He has pointed ears and a strange-looking nose. He was demonic-looking. 
And I looked down and said, holy smokes, look at this here. He says to me, he says, what are you doing here? I don't want you here. And I said, listen, I don't know who you are or what you're about, but I'm here because I'm resting. I'm going to leave in a few moments. And I'm trying to find some air for my tire. He said, well, I don't care. Use some, you know, some strong adjectives towards me in this thing. And I said, well, listen, you just better back off. And he looked at me, and he, and he had this hateful look in his face. He grabbed my hand, and he bit my fingers off. I couldn't believe it. I was shocked. My fingers had been bit off. So I proceeded to pick up a folding chair, and I smashed them to smithereens. This is true in this dream. And people said, well, Jesus, I can't believe you did that. I, I would think that you would be afraid that you would lose it, you would lose it, you would scream, and there was nothing like that. I had to take care of business. Because life is taking care of business. You've got to keep your head. If, you, if you're in a situation in a dream or you're in a situation in real life, things can happen. People don't believe in vampires. I think they exist. People don't believe in monsters. I think they exist. People don't believe in evil men. But we know they exist. The only fear you should have on this planet, the only fear, is the fear of disappointing God. And then he'll give you the strength to deal with anything that comes down the pike because that's your only fear. So the thing is, yeah, people are afraid of these, 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 these entities these forces, and they're here. There's no doubt about that. I mean, history is, in fact, biblical. You can go, it talks about all these things, you know, unclean and all that stuff like that. But, uh, you know, you can go, folks can get on top with all kinds of things that happen in life as far as waking or walking and waking with your eyes open. But uh, I prefer to share that one because that was a pretty profound situation dream. And going back to the old you know, let's face it, most folks are rolling their boat gently down the stream. Therefore, the life is truly nothing but a dream. I agree with you on that. I do know that I still need more mentoring from you and Ivan, and I do need to get tougher because usually when I have a dream, I still don't come out the victor. As a matter of fact, a lot of times I'll wake up, and then I'll decide, hey, I'm going to try to go to sleep again and get that dream back so I can go and clean house. But I need to be able to fight for who I am and what I believe in, in dreams and out. And I will need to do more of that. But one thing I do know about myself is I'm not where I want to be yet in terms of you know, like like you said, how you bit off the fingers. I want to bite off the fingers and do the same thing, crush him. No, 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 no. They, they bit my fingers off. Yeah, I know. They bit oh, your okay. fingers off, okay. but you found a way to crush them. And I want to do that, too. So I have to work on that. But what I do know is even though I'm not quite there yet, I never quit. I've been fighting for 52 years. That's a fact. I've been fighting for 52 years, and, uh, Jack, we got somebody from Southern California that came in here. I want to see if they have anything to say real quickly. I just hope that uh, we don't have any problems. How you doing, California? How you doing? Okay, right. you just, just, just listening in? 
Yes, just listening in. Thank you. Well, thank you. I'm going to go ahead and put you on mute. I hope you don't be upset. No, thank you. Okay. Well, I appreciate you listening in. Um, what I'll say, Jack, is this. I want to say hi to everybody that's my guest here. You know, I've been fighting since, really since, probably since birth, definitely birth, definitely since two years old. And the one positive thing that I hear from you, Jack, and Ivan, and it's a fact, is that all of us can have our victory. All of us. Everybody on this phone, frankly, just about everybody on this planet, but we're going to have to change mentally. We may have to change physically. And I agree with that. And ever since meeting Ivan and you, um, I will not let anything stop me in my missions. I'm not going to use the word goals per se. I'm going to say missions. That's just a personal choice. Um, But I think there's almost something biblical on that even. But what I will say is this. Anyone in here or anyone that ever hears this, if you don't realize how important you are, it's time you start. And you need to be fighting for your victories. Don't live in a dream. Start fighting in the dreams. When you're getting hit, you know, defend yourself. And if you have to hit back, I mean, I hate to I hate to say it, but sometimes you can't turn the other cheek sometimes. You know, unfortunately. Sometimes you can't. But this is what I will say. Like Jack and like Ivan, I'm not giving up. So no matter what happens. But before we go, I do have to tell Jack and all of you something rather that was very bizarre that happened in my life. Back in 1980, I was living in a place called Zillianople, PA. And I was living in the basement of what they called a cottage. It was a building, but they called it a cottage. And I had a roommate. And about 3 in the morning, my roommate wakes up, or he had actually, actually been awake, and I didn't know it. But he starts screaming at the top of his lungs. And then I wake up, and I'm sorry to admit it, but I was afraid, Jack. I was afraid, but <laughs> I started screaming too. Now, you might think, well, why would we be screaming? We were in the basement. You have to keep in mind we were in the basement, and there was this black, shadowy figure outside of a window that was there, and it was of a 1920s. 30s or 40s man with the old style hat. And it was at 3 o'clock in the morning. So we were thinking, obviously, that it was a living person and that they were a prowler and they were trying to get in and they were watching us and whatever. So we started freaking out, screaming, yada, yada, yada. Okay, well, it happened to be a very snowy night in Pennsylvania. And there was probably, I don't know, 30 inches, 20 inches, whatever it was, enough of snow there that it was high up on our legs and what have you when we would go outside. And what happened was when we did all that screaming, people woke up. There were other people in the cottage. It was about 15, maybe 20 people. I think it was 15. 
and we even had a security guard on campus, and we had staff and yada, yada, yada. And everybody came out, and so what happened was we all got our coats on, and we had essentially got the security guard, and we looked for this this bizarre man who was staring in the window. Okay. Well, turns out there were no footprints leading to that window whatsoever. Now, in case any of you are thinking, well, how long did it take you for everybody to get together? I mean, we were pretty freaked out. It probably took maybe five, six, seven minutes at most. There's no way that footprints would have been covered up that quickly. So we essentially had the guard check the entire campus, which had about six cottages. That person was never found. My conclusion was, and most of our conclusions was, it was not a person who was alive. It was a ghost. Now, to make matters interesting, even more, at one point where I was living was an old orphanage. And we had on campus, not far from where we were, an actual cemetery that consisted of orphans that died there. It consisted of other people who worked there who, I guess, chose to be buried there or were buried for whatever reason. And we think it may have been an old staff member that worked there, but it was so bizarre and creepy and it literally creeped us out to the point where we didn't sleep almost the entire night, even after they checked. So I can tell you that I've had more than one experience. I probably had about four or five experiences with what we would call ghost spirits, apparitions, whatever you want to call it. And uh, the one that I had, with that woman that I had spoken to that I talked about on a previous episode, that was the most bizarre, and it wasn't frightening, but it was weird because she acted as human and alive as anybody you will meet. But uh, that one with the the guy with the hat, that was really wild because it was deep snow, and there's no way, no way that he could have gotten away. And, And plus, the guy looked, the shadow of the guy... You couldn't, I mean, you didn't have a face-face, but you could tell it was of an older person. So I just I just felt that was kind of bizarre. So I'd like to hear anybody that's a guest on here, guest seven, guest six, uh, California, they can feel free to comment. I can bring California back on. But first, I want to hear, what do you think of that bizarre incident, Jack? Well, Al, uh... That's intriguing. Sure is different. Uh, and you have to take things. I know it's hard to accept this, but that was an opportunity, actually. Oh, you my. See. Okay. It was an opportunity. It was. What's there to be afraid of? Really. I mean, when you think about it, I know traditionally we are afraid of things of the unknown and so forth and so forth. That's a sign of weakness. It really is. That's just the way it is. I'm just going to be frank. That was an opportunity. Okay. Keep your head. Observe the situation. Now, if you had a gigantic, uh, let's say, knife coming at you or something like that, or, you know, he was bloodthirsty looking, even then, keep your head. 
you can bring some questions. There's a moment in time that maybe you'll never get again. Right. All, all that Dean wanted was maybe just to open up a form of communication. But if you're right. afraid, if you're afraid, you cancel out. You cancel anything like that out. You know, we have a tendency, you know, just because you don't understand it, there must be something bad. Not necessarily. There's a lot of things we don't understand. It's not, but you don't understand why the wind blows the way it does. It doesn't make you afraid. It's a common factor. Right. I know, you know, an aberration, something of that nature, that happens a bit of a shock. But what gather yourself, and maybe you can bring a question. Maybe you can get some assistance. You have a good point there. You do have a good point. But, Jack, can I ask you a crazy off-the-wall question? Okay, how is it, no, not, it's not really crazy at all. How do you, and how have you since apparently since childhood, been able to keep your composure? Because, as you said, you know, the unknown or ghosts scare most people, and I know they, they scared me. So what is it about Jack Baxter and or maybe your upbringing that kept you from kind of freaking out. I mean, do you think it's because you're kind of a tall guy, or what is it about you? Well, I'm a short guy now, man. I'm only five nine, but I'm like a dynamite, like Jimmy Walker from the Jeffersons. I'll whoop your potatoes so bad you won't even have potatoes left. <laughs> Sorry about that part. Couldn't help myself. But seriously, well, you're like six four. I mean, you're a pretty big dude, right? Well, uh, but, you know, size has nothing to really do. I've seen big guys, some of the biggest cowards on the planet. I've seen short guys, some of the most brave uh, people that you don't even want to deal with unless right. you have to, and that's the truth. You know, but the reality is it's a mindset. It really comes down to a mindset. I, You know, I was I was brought up in a very tough area, and my dad was a very tough guy. Right. In fact, he was the toughest guy in the area of the toughest of men. My dad used to loan money on the weekends or, you know, to these tough guys. And he would charge, you know, whatever he wants you. You have to pay uh, that and 50% more, and he get his money. And so, you know, again, when I was a youngster, I was very small. I was afraid of ghosts because I didn't understand it. But uh, once I had a dream, again, I go back to dreams because dreams are real. But, okay. you know, I had a dream, and I dreamed that uh I was probably about eight or nine years old, and I dreamed I'd turn into Superman, and I defeated the ghost, and I was never afraid anymore. But the point being made is this. This really, as I stated initially in the conversation, is a mindset. Okay? It's a mindset. You know, if you subject yourself to weakness, then you become weak. If you subject yourself to strength, it's about thinking. It's about, you know, I, again, you, I talk with you, Albert, in regards to how you start your day off. Right. A lot of folks start their day off with a lot. You know, you notice when you start waking up in the morning, a lot of negatives start in your mind. Mm-hmm. Oh, this, I got to do this, I got to take this. Oh, I got to worry about this, I got to worry about that. Bad. Take some time out for you. Okay. Get up in the morning and meditate. Try to meditate. When I say meditate, keep it simple. Focus on your solar plex. Right underneath your belly button. You heard me say this. You do that. You force. Now, there's going to be voices all around. They're going to tell you, oh, you're wasting your time. Don't do it, blah, blah, blah. Focus. That's your time. And I promise you, the accumulation of that factor will have results. And you take that step, and another step will come to you, and another step will come to you. There are those 
that we cannot see with our eyeballs that are watching, that want to help us. You can call it your guardian angel. You can call it whatever you want. But there's Ben Franklin said, but it's so true. God does help those who help themselves. People think that's in the Bible. It's not. Ben Franklin said that. God helped those who helped themselves. Now, he was being a little sarcastic, bringing sarcasm to the table, but, you know, sometimes you eat lax and you can tell, what's the old saying? Even a, a broke clock is right twice a day, okay? So truth can come from areas when sarcasm is being thrown out there or whatever, there'd be some real truth because God does help those who help themselves. You try. You make an effort, and you're watched, and something wants to help you. And it gets you through because, you know, you don't like to say with ghosts and demons and monsters and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a funny thing. It's, I'm, in, in my Youth and Life program, I ran this program for 14 years with, with kids. And one of the things okay. I care them is, is this thing about fear. If you find yourself dead, let's say we all have to die. This is going to sound a lot of weird for your listeners, but I'm going to break it down. Right. Hear this. You find yourself dead. Okay, everybody's afraid to die pretty much. Okay, but you find yourself dead. The worst thing you—the worst thing that can happen to you is if you, is would would for you to die being afraid. That's bad. Right. That's bad, bad. And then you cross over. <clears throat> excuse me. You cross over on the on the other side. There's this demonic figure looking at you. I'm just saying, if that were to happen. Right. There's this demonic figure looking. He got big bulgy eyes and mm-hmm. he's got a horrible looking tail and he's got black wings, and he's got, you know, he's dripping blood from his mouth, right. sharp teeth. That's enough to scare anybody normally, right? Oh, the yeah. The best thing you can do, the best thing you can do is put your face towards his mouth and say, bite me. Bite me. And he can't bite you by law. He can't do it because you're not afraid. You see, things play on fear. Fear is a terrible thing. So what you're saying, wait a minute, you're saying that if you confront that demon or whatever it is, they're not allowed to touch you. They can't. And wow. if they do, if they do, guess what? Who has your, are, are you in a better position or worse position because you took that stance? You're in a better position. You can't <clears throat> lose. You can't lose. But if you, oh, please, oh, God, oh, what did I do for this? And then bring out the coast law. You done. <laughs> well, I tell you what, I'm going to be doing my uh, certain things, and, and and definitely doing that. I still having a, a little bit of a hard time with those solar plexus and concentrating, but but I will tell you that I'm getting a little bit better at it. Well, and eventually working. I'll get it down pat. You keep working. You keep working. Life is about work. Oh yeah. We're down here to become better than what we were when we were sent initially. We were sent down here as a task to, to be better. Right. To be better. So right. You cross over. You can, God can, can, he can, you know, we all have to stand for judgment. You won't yearn to hear the words, well done. You did good. Yeah. You didn't just lay down. You didn't just quit. You didn't just make excuses. You didn't get negative and give up. Life, man, life is rough. Oh, yeah. It's supposed to be rough. It said in the good book, many were called, but only a few will be chosen. Yeah, that's true. Those people that. will be chosen are the ones that are willing to get out there and take it, man, and get keep yeah. on, keep on. You know, like you said, you see, you said a few moments ago. You know, whatever happens, happens. Right. I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to give up. That's exactly. that's the spirit. 
that's the position you want to take as compared to sitting around blaming everybody for your miseries and blaming everybody for your problems. Then find the girl. Then you'll find the culprit. You. Absolutely. Yep. And well, I know that we went a little over time, so we're going to go ahead and end the call in about a minute. But I want to thank everybody for tuning in. One thing is, Jack, before I end it, you know I do my tagline. Before I do, I'd like you to think for a couple of seconds here, because this is going to be, this might be tough. I, I don't think it will be for you, but I'd like you to give us, in all of your years of doing what you do, mentoring, um, getting better at, you know, the solar plexus, whatever, I want you to combine all of your years and give our audience your most positive outlook for them and your most positive um, encouragement that you possibly can to end this call, and then I'll, I'll do my tagline thing. Well, I'd like to keep things simple as possible. Go for it. And relate to what we can all relate to. I can get into something deep, but I don't want to do that. Let's just keep this simple. And I made this comment. You asked me this question once before, and I'm going to bring the same answer back to you. Well, you didn't bring the question quite this way, but this answer should be sufficient. You've got two people. And they're different. One is being picked on. The other one is not. And you say that's not fair. But life is not fair. Life is life. And let's say the one's being picked on, he has to do more. He has to do more than the other person. Whatever the reason, that's just the way it kind of comes out of play. Now, the person who is being picked on, he can get very negative and begin, begin to turn to evil. And the person who's not getting picked on, he's going to, turn, he's going to be lazy or something. something he's, you know, he's, he's not being put to the test. And I'm going to focus on the one who's being picked on, so that's life. You can relate to that. A lot of us can. If you have to do more, for whatever reason, you do more. Equate it to a push-up. You've got to do 50 push-ups, this guy only has to do 25. Wow, that's not fair, you say. Who cares about fair? This is the way it is. So you do your 50 push-ups, and you want to do your 50 push-ups. That's the secret. You don't do them in resentment. You want to do your 50 push-ups. And the other guy only has to do 25 or 20 or 15 even. But you have to do 50 in order to maintain. Well, guess what? You do your 50, you keep the attitude, you are the stronger. Isn't that what it's all about? Becoming stronger? Becoming more so than what you were? Sitting around complaining, you got something to do, get get on with it. Let's do it. Will what you have to do. Want to do it. And then you'll get strength. And then other things will come to you. You will begin to attract something different in your life that previously have been forfeited to you based on an attitude. Attitude is tremendous. So that is positive thinking. Accept your adversity. Will your adversity. Want your adversity. Then you will become more whole and complete. And when it's all said and done, I promise you, 
you will leave a mark, you will leave a track. They will say you were here. That sounds good. I like that. Well, Jack, I thank you for being here, and I thank everybody else. We're going to go ahead and end this. I want to remind people that if Jack's schedule is good and everything, we plan on doing another episode next Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is a new series as well. And we also have a completely different podcast that is on every Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I would suggest you learn about it and you tune in. I'm not going to really speak about what it is, except to say that you definitely want to be there at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time every Friday night. So with that, I want to thank Jack, Jack Baxter. You did it again, Jack. You kicked it up on 10,000 notches, buddy. <laughs> All right. But uh, I want to thank Jack and remind everybody that, yes, you will win. And that you and humanity and all forms of life really does matter. Good night, everybody. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.